Hi. Hello. Hello, <laughs> podcast. We have another guest. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to episode six of the Not God Pod. Today we have the lovely Rebecca with us Hi. to talk about a new project. That yes. Yeah, Rebecca, so would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Rebecca Dio and I'm a theatre maker, performer, director, part-time barista. I think that's very important to mention. <laughs> um, and all kinds of creative person. I'm originally from Hungary, uh, but I'm uh, London-based at the moment. Um, and I did college with these two guys. So, yeah, I know them pretty well. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited to chat about uh, whatever I've been up to. What have you been up to, Rebecca? Um, yeah, so uh, so I was going to talk to you about uh, the Posthuman Symposium, which is my new project uh, that I started out of um, college. So I wrote my dissertation on posthumanism and the posthuman performer in theatre, and I wanted to develop on the idea uh, practically as well. But obviously during the pandemic, that was a bit more difficult. Um, but now that we're out of it, um, I've been holding on to this idea for about a year and a bit. And then I thought, you know what? I can, I can actually do this. Like, I, I'm still really excited about the subject. I still really um, want to do it. So um, I started setting it up. I started talking to people um, and now it's all set up and we're ready for our summer research project. Exciting. Do you want to tell us what you mean by post-human? Uh, yes. Uh, so I think an easier way to go into it is actually kind of explaining to you what we want to do in the post-human symposium. And sure. then I'll explain why posthumanism because it's I'm I'm in no way an expert on the subject and <laughs> there's just so much you could talk about it for hours and everyone's interpretation of the subject is different and there's so many academics writing about this um, it would be impossible for me Rebecca Dio <laughs> 26 years of age to explain to you exactly what posthumanism is. Um, but um, I guess a good place to start is that, so at Posthuman Symposium, uh, we want to present to the audience and to the public alternative futures. Uh, by alternative futures, I mean um, we, um, we're acknowledging that, you know, we're in a crisis in different ways in terms of human and non-human oppression the climate crisis, neoliberalism and capitalism. Um, we want to offer up alternatives when, because when you think about these like massive subjects, um, it's really difficult to imagine a way to solve them. And I think the word solve is not quite the right word either because it, it assumes that there is an end product and there is an end but I think it's more of a process. Um, so um, it can be very easy to be all 
doom and gloom about it. Like there's this whole thing about climate doomism. I'm not sure if you've read um, the new UN report on climate. Yeah. Um, much. <laughs> We're pretty doomed. <laughs> yes. Uh, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty fucked right yeah <laughs> um but um but to fall into climate doomism would mean that we just accept our fate as you know we're fucked already there's nothing i can do about it um especially the west and the western media just loves a, an apocalyptic narrative just you know, like from all the films to all the post-apocalyptic novels, you know, like I love them. Don't get me wrong, but if that's all we ever see, then it's impossible to imagine a better future. And then I was thinking um, about how how that future would look um, without, obviously thinking of it as a utopia because utopia again just imagines a, a set state of being like a perfect state of being which i don't think will ever happen because it's a process and it needs to change um but um yeah i i was thinking about how that future would look like and i just couldn't imagine it like i don't know about you but if, if you think about like you know um, a non-sexist, non-racist world where there's no capitalism, like, and the climate is great. Like, it's impossible to think about it because it's so integrated. Yeah, I find it hard to even imagine a non-capitalist society, and I'm like very much trying to do that in everything that I do, but it's super hard. Absolutely, like we've been born into it. Um, for, like literally we've been born into it and um it's it's impossible for people to even believe what not living in capitalism would be like to the point where you know they just accept this system they don't even realize that they're living in the system and that some of their troubles are part of the system or because of the system um so i thought you know um let's start small um let's start with a collective effort. Me, Rebecca Deer, of 26 years of age, living in London, will not solve the world's problems. But maybe, maybe if we get a group of people together who have discussions about these projects, uh, not projects, sorry, about um, these topics, bring their own perspectives into it, people from different backgrounds, um, from different genders, um, have a discussion about this, that's already opening opening up a conversation um so i have this idea of artists coming together and um having a conversation um and then later on creating response pieces or installations or performances based on these conversations um and i guess the whole idea is that this space is experimentative so we're taking big concepts we're experimenting with different futures with showing people an alternative to right now um and it's not going to be perfect but it also can't be a singularity it has to be lots of different things and lots of different um pieces that 
kind of work under collective imagination because if we lose imagination then where are we then we've just accepted doom but we don't we're not there yet even though it's very very close (laughs) um we're not quite there yet there is ways we can improve and people need to see and people who have hope i think have much greater power to move things and to change things um than being burnt out which i think we all want to um, avoid so so yes that's that's the premise of the project is for artists to come together have these discussions and then create performances in a very open and supportive environment and then show those little pieces um and then you had the question of um why posthumanism right yeah um, the, <laughs> i'm wondering do, do you guys know anything about posthumanism or have you heard anything not past my own common sense <laughs> yeah not past <laughs> i know what post is and i know what human is, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's as far as we've got <laughs> i think that is a very you know an etymological understanding of subjects it's always a great yep. way to start um, yeah, how thank you. Yes. <laughs> right like if you don't start an essay with opening up the dictionary and even like looking up the, the definition of what is human what is post big questions yeah literally and that's how like you start you know defining your own terms um so yeah so it you know it's not very far uh, your understanding of it there is um in obviously there's lots of academia about it um my understanding of posthumanism is um following lots of readings of francesca ferrando and rosie rosie bredotti the um incredible academics and um and um francesca ferrando um does this um divides posthumanism into three things. Uh, from one end, it's post-anthropocentric. So um, post-anthropocentrism is basically um, like without human exceptionalism. So looking at the human as not the center of the universe, as a species, we are not the center of the universe. We know this. Um, and I think it's quite a different thing of, you know, understanding that we are in our own species. So obviously we're going to think ourselves a bit special and it's not about, you know, returning to ground zero and going back to nature because going back never works. But it's just acknowledging that fact that humans are not special just because they're humans, you know? Um, And looking at the world without this post-anthropocentric view. Um, It exists in lots of cultures, um, it's existed, it's existed um, for a really long time, so it's it's nothing new. Um, in lots of indigenous cultures, uh, they have the understanding of, you know, themselves as being equal or like part of nature, not just included in nature. Um, there are some languages where nature doesn't exist, so the word nature doesn't exist because there's no way to define it because it's not different. So, you know, Mm. for us, we make this distinction of nature being, you know, not human-made or not the city. Mm. But there's no need for that, you know? And 
in some languages there has never been a need to make that distinction. So that's like number one. That's um, so interesting. Do you know what languages? Or like what cultures? I don't know. No, okay. I need to. If you find out, we'll put it like it in the show notes because that's that sounds interesting to me. Yeah, no, I, I can I can look it up and try to like send it to you. It's chill but, if not, um, By the time this podcast comes out, but um, yeah, no, it's it's super interesting and um, yeah, it's in it's in so many cultures and so many uh, beliefs and uh, more uh, ancient religions. This understanding, um, and obviously then there's another element of posthumanism, which is, as you've said, post humanist um but post-humanist in a sense that it's humanism as um as the belief so um like with the enlightenment in europe um with the rise of you know rationality and again human exceptionalism but not just human exceptionalism this was humanism very much centers around the eurocentric ideal of the white man mm-hmm. so it's literally about you know the god complex <laughs> um yeah <laughs> which you are trying to go against like it's it, it, it um it is all to do with the ideals that the not god complex is also doing um yeah just going against this ideal of the eurocentric white heterosexual men as um as uh as normal or as the, I don't know, as a, as a not even unique, ideal. but like as a, yeah, as an ideal or the standard, you know, yeah. everything else is an other. So there is an element of othering. And I guess what posthumanism does as well, takes this othering aspect the furthest, saying that, you know, like the ultimate other can be like, like human but everything else we're human everything else is another but obviously um we're trying to deconstruct that european ideal of eurocentric ideal of man um because it also i guess you know the whole thing about the enlightenment is that human or man more more especially because women have never really been involved in the rational side of things women have never really been thought of being rational um but that man is you know a a rational logical human being and that means that we make the right decisions that that means everyone else is wrong because science and science as an ultimate not i'm not anti-science um i mean not recognizing the history of these sciences. Would you say you're not anti-science or into science? Yeah, I'm not I'm not into science. Oh <laughs> <Okay>. god. <laughs> we believe in science, guys. Yes. <laughs> to clarify. Come, come on here and be a science <laughs> denial. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's kind of just uh acknowledging the history of these sciences and that it's it is not in any way objective because it is if it is if it's being carried out by a homogenous group of people, for example, heterosexual white men, um, then the results of the finding, obviously, depending on what they do and how they do it, can be 
obviously it's, it's still subjective in that way, depending on what methods they use, what um, control group they have. Uh, you know, that's the that's the whole discussion with um, AI and gender. Um, AI being thought of as, you know, this very objective thing because it's literally a computer, but it works with the data it's fed. And if the data is missing, like if there is a data gap, uh, which there is, or the data is already sexist or racist, then the results will be also that. It will be biased. So posthumanism is also posthumanist because it goes against that idea that we are that rational and objective people. And it also acknowledges that not everyone's being considered human. Not everyone of the Homo sapiens species have been considered human for all of um, humanity. Oh, humanity, never mind. <laughs> um, um, like, for example, in uh, Greek society, um, that's where anthropos comes from, the word for um, human. And, um, and you know, there, um, again, Francesca Ferrande, uh, Professor Francesca Ferrande has a really great... Um, video on this and some writings about how um, in Greek society you had the idea of who was human you know, you had to be of the species Homo sapiens, so not not a god or a goddess or a <laughs> uh, m- mythical being with a mm-hmm. great start yeah. um, <laughs> and also uh, not and you had to be Greek so barbarians <laughs> Um, no, they are not technically humans. No, so like so slaves as well in Greek society. That's us, isn't Sorry? it? That's us from Eastern Europe. That would be us. Yeah, yeah. No, in Greek yeah. in Greek <laughs> times, I think I think I would have been a, a Scythian um, from the I think you as well, or you you would have been part of ancient Greece. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. Think I actually I'm... think you would have been. Yeah, because... Really? No, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think Croatia was part of ancient Rome, but I'm not sure Greece. Oh, wow. Sorry to whoever's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Our geographical skills are not great. We can't figure out which of us are human. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can figure out which is ever... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, But yeah, no, so so in in this (laughs) idea, you know... um, we are, you know, not everyone has been considered human mm-hmm. up to this point. So we can't all start with the assumption that human means the same thing to every single person. Um, or that human means something. You know, um, oh, we're doing this because we're human. What does that mean? You know? Yeah. Um, it, especially when we love to... We love to associate things like positive things, kindness and compassion as very human and aggressive things as very animalistic, right? We're othering the animal as well here and saying that, you know, it's not, oh, that person, such an animal. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've done something negative and we're doing something positive and it's, oh, such humanity or such human. it's it yeah 
Interesting. I forgot yeah. where I was going with this. No, no, no. Yeah, so it's, it's like associating ourselves with the positives and like the greatness of the human. Mm-hmm. And so, so on this sense, it's post-humanist. So, so as the, the third, the third um, kind of concept within post-humanism is that it's also uh, non-dualistic. So again, this is something that has uh, been in many different cultures. It's a really big thing in uh, Buddhism as well. Um, that the world is not made up of binaries. Yep. Nothing that we, um, <laughs> we can all agree on that. And um, and so it, it looks at um, different dualities as, you know, it doesn't exist and it doesn't help us. And while we have a dualistic thinking and um, we take part in othering, there will be always a new other. So, um, so while there's men, like there's a lot of examples of othering at the moment in our society, but we can even think about new bits of things with technology. You know, if we solve everything right now, we will find a new other. If that is the logic behind our thinking, if we if we always keep defining ourselves as not something else. Like, uh, we're human because we're not animal. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, we live in the city because we don't live in nature, or we live in nature because we don't live in human-made places. So, um, for posthumanism to work, for us to move forward, uh, we recognise that we have to stop dualistic thinking. This is really difficult. Um, obviously, there's lots of efforts being made, but even things like um it's a really big thing with technology at the moment i think there's a lot of um a lot of people that are very anti tech uh that say oh you know back in my days um <laughs> we didn't have any of this tech and i was fine <laughs> which is fine but we are not back in those days and we're never going to be um and if we if we keep looking at the the tech um our phones or anything as like a either an all in or an like all or nothing um that's not going to help us because technology's here and it's not going away so we need to learn a way to live with it and find the best way to live with it and not look at it as another so yeah we have to just kind of find a way to live with these technological advancements, um, augmented reality, cyborgs. You know, cyborgs are a very interesting topic, I think, is obviously it's a... Do you want to tell us a bit about cyborgs? <laughs> Give us some context. <laughs> yeah, this is the part where I tell you I am, in fact, a cyborg. <laughs> um no, but like it's like, what do you consider a cyborg? Um, someone who who has a, a pacemaker? Would you say that's a cyborg? Yeah, um, I mean, some yeah, you know. Um, and as the same with um, our phones, for example. If you rely on your phone every single day to tell you where you go, to give you information, wouldn't you say that's kind of like an extension of yourself? Yeah, because you are relying on that technology that your idea, your identity 
is no longer just you. It in, it it involves that technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It involves that even that social media self. Your idea of yourself has changed completely from what it was before. Before we met. Are you a cyborg? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Technical problems. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's like our society has completely changed because of technology. Yeah. But we we are looking for a way to to live with that and for that to be a positive thing. Um, and here I want to mention obviously the the distinction between transhumanism and posthumanism. Transhumanism, you know, the idea that um, we're gonna um, improve ourselves and become these superhumans and give ourselves technology that's gonna make us. Um, I don't know, be able to see in the dark or whatever, or like live forever. Um, that mm-hmm. is a completely almost opposite idea of posthumanism because it also relies on, you know, who are we upgrading that relies on that humanism of the Eurocentric ideal of man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that we're going to be superhuman. I'd, I'd say transhumanism is more like superhumanism you know it's human plus (laughs) rather than looking at what we should be already looking at or the people that are disadvantaged it looks at furthering something that doesn't it's it's a question of why you know yeah um so so it's different um but yeah i've talked for a long time I, I never said why why I want to work with posthumanism. <laughs> um, I think as a philosophy, um, it gives us a really great um, lens to 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 give us these alternative futures. Obviously, because it 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 looks at the human as a as a process rather than a fixed entity. It said like the the human is an open notion. It gives us so much to play with and to redefine ourselves, to to find solutions in a way that doesn't build on these already existing oppressive systems. Um, so yeah, for, so for me, that is the reason why posthumanism is a great lens because you know it looks at it it it, it accepts the past and what we've done so far, what human has been, and then looks at the future with kind of this openness and creativity and as a, yeah, as a process. Um, so I think that's just so much there and so many extremely interesting questions, like the whole thing with like nature and culture not being a dichotomy from, you know, it does our phone, like, do our phones make us post-human, basically? I don't know. Um, but it's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's basically what I, what I do. Thank you, so, thank you for listening to me for this long, because I don't think I've been able to explain to people this extensively what I think. No, it's so, very interesting. Good. I'm glad we could been torturing so, you. Or <laughs> in terms of how this as a piece of philosophy kind of uh, 
links back to what you were saying at the beginning about the project and kind of performance as uh I guess a place to start in considering alternatives as a means of avoiding a complete sense of paralyzing doom uh <laughs> like how can you give us like an example of the how this might translate into that performance oh yeah yeah no absolutely so so one example i can give is for example um like as, as a positive outlet i don't know how much you know about afrofuturism or uh black quantum futurism it's kind of this like um positive um, it's a very specific positive exploration of what their future looks like that doesn't, um, you know, erase those cultures, doesn't erase indigenous cultures. It, it, it combines ancient knowledge with futuristic technology. Um, so it moves ahead with the two, like, for example, Black Panther, although, you know, Questionable because it's produced by <laughs> Disney and Marvel, and that's like a big capitalist power. But the idea itself <laughs> is um, is that of combining those two, combining those Asian knowledges, not being completely like transhumanist of like, oh, we, we we're moving away from everything we've done so far. Um, so that's one example um, I can think of. Another one is obviously exploring things. I've been really interested in exploring gender gender and sexuality and um anything in between and that being like a a process rather than a fixed thing as well um and you know lots of people have been writing about that and that is a, a future where you can you can explore sexuality and gender you know like what what is it like labels are important but also what does a word look like without labels or where you know it's we we're stripped off those limitations. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you... that's why I need the help of artists. <laughs> <laughs> Have you started already working on some specific projects, or or is this currently um, still like a? Yeah, so so I've we've have our I've actually um, posted the artist call out today, um, but um, we have our summer research project. Actually, it's in September, so I guess it's uh, an autumn research project now. Um, <laughs> in the New Forest, we uh, had the lovely Forest Forge Theatre Company give us their space and give us support. Um, they're incredible. They've been supporting us um, for a couple of months now. We've been in chats with them. Um, so we have a space, and then I've been trying to kind of sort out um, accommodation and money, you know, finances. It's been a bit difficult without funding, but we are going ahead and um, we are going to get, you know, artists together. And the reason I wanted to do it somewhere rural is to have that, to have, I guess, nature, if you call, if you will call it that, um, <laughs> available to us, kind of to take inspiration from, to have both the urban and the natural sites for the artists to work in. So it doesn't have to be in a theatre space, even if it's available to them, it doesn't need to be. And yeah, and, and I hope this is gonna, you know, this is our first project, this is gonna be a, a pilot um, and see how it works. And hopefully it's gonna be a, a constant thing. We, did, we had an online scratch night as well that 
you did some great things for Billy. Um, Thanks. <laughs> that you can, I think, I'm not sure if you can still check it out. I need to check that. Uh, a, a little while ago, I looked on the, on the Twitch link that was still available. But also oh, okay. my okay. thing is on our website, so you can go see that. Oh, I love it. There you go. Um, uh, that's both like your project and I guess that's the whole idea for, for this project as well. People can bring existing work mm-hmm. and have like rejuvenate it or have some support or maybe look at it from a completely different lens. Um, and that gives an opportunity to develop. Um so yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the idea. Hopefully, we're gonna have more uh, in the future. Uh, I've I've personally not worked on anything artistic just because it's been so much time organizing the event itself. I didn't want to take away from that by dividing my time. Hopefully, once it's up and running, and next year, um, it can carry itself, or I can ask facilitators to you know, come in and I know exactly what I want them to do so I can then go away as well and create artistically because that's where my passion is in performance, in in creating theatre. But yeah, hopefully um, once that's up and running, I can kind of create as well. And that's why I guess I can't really say any great examples to you because I haven't really, (laughs) really thought about what I would do. (laughs) Thank you very much for coming and talking to us about post-human symposium uh would you like to tell us where people can find post-human symposium on social media etc and we will link everything in the show notes yeah absolutely email us uh, at posthuman symposium at gmail.com and our socials we're only on twitter and instagram at the moment um both have at posthuman symposium as the name so if you put that in, hopefully it will come in. Um, we just try to keep everything simple. So you can find us on there. You can send us an email. And, you know, we're always up for um, connecting with more people. Um, so even if someone just wants a chat, wants to say, hi, I'm interested in this too. Uh, I'd love to get involved. Then do please message us because we're always, we always love to have more collaborators. Great. Ooh. And thank you so much for for having me and listening of to me. course thank you for coming this has been a super interesting conversation and to be honest i i feel like we could go on for hours yeah <laughs> this is However, so interesting yeah <laughs> we are going to wrap it up here uh yes, leave us are. a review let us yes. know what you thought share the podcast I yes think. subscribe Tell everyone about the podcast um we'll be back next month with episode seven which is a bit oh, mad wow. but here we yeah. are <laughs> um you can find us on social media at the not god complex on instagram and facebook at not god complex on twitter you can email us um at the not god complex at outlook.com or you can find everything on our <laughs> website uh the not god complex.com yes. uh thank you for listening and we will uh speak to you next month and thank you to rebecca for joining us yes thank you goodbye goodbye bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs>